everyone. Welcome back, back to Trish and Violet's podcast. I'm here with Serena. Um, Serena, do you just want to introduce yourself? She's one of our surgeon athletes. That's how I know her, but she's going to kind of tell you a little bit, little bit who she is and what she, she does. Hey guys, I'm Serena and I am a certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. Um, right now, I'm kind of just on the path to help people live like the healthiest and best lives that they can um, through exercise and nutrition of course and also a little bit of mindset coaching as well so I'm really excited to share that with you guys yeah of course like we were just chatting a little bit before we before we did the record button and some stuff it's kind of a lot we want to dive dive in on this episode um, we really want to focus on talking about how to eat healthy on a budget because I mean we both know being young adults and living on our own and stuff, learning how to eat healthy on a, like on a young, young adult income, I guess you could say, uh, it, it's a struggle. And so we're here to help you out. Um, but also before we kind of dive into that, I kind of wanted to talk with Serena about been on this health journey lately and she has made some amazing accomplishments. She looks freaking amazing. Um, she has transformations up on her Instagram, which she'll plug later on and you guys can totally go check it out. But do you kind of want to tell us how that all started and walk us through um, why you decided to make these lifestyle changes and how you did it? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so it started back when I was 18. So for reference, I'm about to be 24. Um, and I was in college. Um, I played sports. I was on the rugby team at the time. <laughs> um, and, you know, in college, you get in freshman year, you get the freshman 15 and all that good stuff. And I've always been kind of like a bigger girl. Um, obviously, I'm tall and things like that. So my stature has always just been a little bit thicker. And um, I started gaining all this weight in college from the drinking that I was doing, the eating from like the dining hall and things like that. And then I started working out on top of playing rugby, but I just wasn't seeing any changes in my weight. And I was like, why am I not losing weight? I'm going to the gym, you know, three, four times a week, whatever. Um, and that's a struggle and then, so many people our age, like everyone struggles with that. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, then you see things on Instagram, you know, I was doing like little Instagram workouts and stuff. Cause I think at the time, it was probably like 2017, 2018. So that was the time when like fitness influencers started getting big and things like that. People started going to Instagram for workouts. <laughs> it was almost like becoming a trend more than like a lifestyle, right? Like it was trendy to be exactly. workouts. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I'm like, I'm doing the same stuff. Like, why am I not seeing the results? Um, and then I kind of fell off with things because I was in a really bad relationship at the time. Um, so I wasn't really sleeping. I wasn't eating. I was drinking way more than I was um, my freshman year because I was of legal age. So I was like, well, whatever. Like now I can just drink whenever I want to. And I have to, you know, go to Canada because um, in Canada you can drink when you're 19. So that's where we would go right. to party. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, for I forgot you're from Canada, honestly, because you always wanted to move down here, right? Like that was like how you ended yeah. up. Yeah, we can go into that too because I think that's so interesting. <laughs> always wanted to move here yeah um so yeah basically I was just kind of depressed mm -hmm. and um a little bit a little bit suicidal I'm not gonna be afraid to say that it's fine because you know mental health matters so I was at the time um and the guy he wasn't really living with me but he was at my house like 24 7 right 
but pretty much living with me. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we've been there. <laughs> <laughs> so I was working two jobs. I was working full time job and a part time job on the weekends. And I started to like, I don't know, lose it. So I was like, well, I need something that I can do for like myself. Um, so I started working out. And, you know, this is back in like 2018 and I was working out and like I said, I wasn't really seeing the results. I was just going to the gym because I liked to go to the gym to kind of get away from him. <laughs> it's right. like my same thing. It's your me time. Um, exactly. So then I moved down here in 2019 and I joined the Dowd YMCA. Um, I was like, best gym ever. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> look, 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 I let people, you know exactly, exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. Um, and honestly, I, I still wasn't really taking my journey seriously. Like, I kind of got a little reckless because that was more so like the end of the relationship. So I was going out a lot, partying a lot, you know, drinking, all that good stuff. Um, but yet yeah, still using working out like my outlet, I guess. Um, so in June of 2020 I started working at the dad and I was talking to one of the owners of a training service that they have there and we're like okay well you know if you get your personal training certification we'll bring you on as a personal trainer blah blah I was like okay cool so I signed up for my course in February supposed to finish in May and then corona happened <laughs> so I a little, a little right um so I'm not gonna lie like my journey kind of started during coronavirus yeah. um I was learning things through my course about working out um things that I thought that I had already knew but I didn't know um and then through my nutrition course that I did through NASM as well that's where I learned the importance of a calorie deficit <laughs> that I never knew before. So I was like, okay, well, let me see if I can try this, you know, being that I'm in quarantine and I have nothing other, to, anything else to do. Right. And I think so I'm relatable to so many people listening to this podcast too. Cause I mean, I've gotten so many messages being like, your podcast has literally gotten me through quarantine. Cause I just sit there and listen to it and everyone learns so much, but like, it's relatable because people are going through the exact same thing you were six, seven months ago. Right. Exactly. Um, that's awesome though. I'm yeah. They're learning stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had no clue what it was before and I was like, you know what? I was like, let me just try this out and see if it works because at the time I was like almost 200 pounds. Um, and that's the heaviest I've ever been. And I'm like, I don't understand. I'm working out, you know, I'm getting weight in my butt, which every girl wants, but right. stomach area was just bloated and heavy and, you know, mm -hmm. Pockets for us. Struggle area. It's like that that quote. I'm doing air quotes for everyone listening. I know you can't see me, but like a quote, like that inner tube that you get around that. It's like everyone's struggle area that they're just like, I just want gone. Like, how do I get this gone? Um, I feel like so many people. It used to be the whole leg thing, like the whole thigh gap and stuff like that. I just want little legs and stuff. Now that the dump truck is like in, right? No one cares about getting rid of the butt. Everyone wants the butt. Like me over here, I'm 
I'm built very narrow. And so therefore I don't have hips. And so I'm in the gym, like trying to build my butt. So I don't look like a door. Um, <laughs> so I'm just like, so y'all that have it naturally, y'all are blessed. Um, but it's so hard for people to just get that, that stomach area gone. And that's, that's pretty much the struggle that I hear a lot of people with. And it all comes down to your nutrition pretty much. Cause like, I, I know we're going to continue with your story and stuff, but I hear it sort of going into like nutrition was the game changer for it. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Cause like I said, my whole life and that's where I stored fat. I mean, granted we do have uteruses, right? so, you know, store extra fat in their area anyway, but it was like that and my back fat, um, like on my hips, cause I have really wide and high hips. So, you know, I just calculated my calories using, I don't know, my, my, some calculator on, <laughs> on Google <laughs> and I started tracking them and, you know, being okay with them. And that's when I started to see the weight come off for real. Um, that was from like April to June. I had lost like 10, maybe 15 pounds. Right. I weighed like 180 something all summer, but then I was able to get back to the gym, you know, kind of amp things up rather than just doing home workouts and, you know, right. little things there. Um, dropped another like 10 pounds. So I was about 170 through like October. And then as of recently, I was able to drop like another five, even though I don't really want to drop anymore. No, um, you're like, I'm content. Hold on. <laughs> right. I'm like, let me chill. So now I just have to work on getting my maintenance calories back up there. Um, but most definitely nutrition was the most important part for me. Um, I also cut out alcohol. Not, not a lot. You know, I still had a good summer. I drank, you know, do a little day party. But I sure to kind of take that into account with my calories for the day. And I didn't, you know, excessively drink like I used to drink. <laughs> and you were like, like you were out of that toxic relationship too. So you weren't having like all of the negative effects coming in and out. Cause, cause I mean, I don't know if you can touch on this a little bit, but, but like mental health along with the journey, like how did that shift whenever you started to see resistance and everything like that? Cause I, cause I know. So many people are, people are dry results. Like they start, start to something and then they're like, oh, heck yeah, this is working. Let's jump on and like keep doing it. Right. Right. Um, and it just changes the whole, the whole set of everything you're doing. doing. Yeah. So I want to say it really started. I read a book called The Power of Joel Osteen. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Joel, he's, he's a great pastor. So I don't know not to like bring religion into it, but if you are religious, it's a great book. If you're not religious, it's still a great book because it kind of teaches you about the power of, you know, I am affirmations. Right. Um, and that I read that in May of 2020, started doing my affirmations every single day. I will tell you that I, I had such a personality change and a mindset change. Okay, um, I love this. Uh, let's hang out <laughs> for a second. I love, I love where this conversation's going. Um, so the affirmations, like, what did you start with? Cause I feel like so many people feel like, oh, it's kind of awkward to start doing affirmations. Like even if you're in a room by yourself, looking at yourself in the mirror, it's, it's kind of hard to be like, I am beautiful. You are, yeah. you're capable of everything. It's, it, I don't know. Some, there's just this stigma around it that it's weird. I'm doing air quotes again, you guys weird. Um, but like how, like, where did you start? And like, did you start with like one, did you work your way up? Like, how did that work? Um, so it's definitely awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it was really weird for me because I'm like, 
Um, and it's so strange because my ex, the toxic one, he actually was trying to get me to do those for like a while. Huh. But like, no, like I don't want to do them. Like, yeah. weird blah. It is so, awkward, but but you get growth out of awkward situations, right? So, I mean, <laughs> hey, <laughs> might as well. Um, so what I did was, in the book, Joel kind of listed, you know, 10 to 20 or whatever. Um, and I kind of just started out with those. And I would just say them out loud and things like that. Um, but then I started to pick ones out that fit for me of what I wanted to believe about myself. Um, Cause I always, I had really low self-esteem at the time because of that relationship. And um, you know, so I started to make it a habit. Um, when I would go to the gyms in the mornings, I had a 30 minute drive because I was driving to South Carolina to go, <laughs> to, go to the gym. Cause oh it was open. Um, so I would just say them to myself when I was driving. Um, and then I started using like a YouTube one. So I just hooked that up to my Bluetooth and I would, you know, they would say something and then I would say something after them. We'd go to the next one. Like a guided affirmation slash meditation. I love the idea of that because like it always helps to have that little nudge. Right. Um, and it felt like I wasn't really doing it alone. Yeah. Um, and then I started doing them on my Instagram story. So I... Yeah. That's so a big step. That's huge. It was a lot. That's awesome. Um, I didn't do that as a video, even though now that I think about it, I should have. But I put like a picture of myself that I really liked and I would type out 10 affirmations of the day and I would just put them on my story. Um, and then I, honestly, I would just rewatch my story. Like, a bunch of times. No, I love that. And, and you're not only like inspiring yourself and holding yourself accountable to like continue to say those affirmations to yourself you're also like sharing it with all of your followers and stuff and like motivating other people to do the same because I know for me if I like see someone on like obviously affirmations because we're talking about that but say someone's meditating on their Instagram story it's going to inspire me to go sit down for 10 minutes stop think breathe and meditate myself so I mean it's awesome that you're doing that to hold yourself accountable but then again like you're inspiring so many other people to do that as well Exactly. And that's, that's really what I want because, um, not to like transition, but now I make clients do that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'll, when we do like all or certain exercises, I'll make them say like, I am affirmations, you know, whatever to their head. And it's just so great to see that they get more like powerful with each time that they're saying it. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I love it. <laughs> it makes yeah. it so good. The mindset changes everything. Um, I mean, I mean, it's, I use it with my clients too. Like, I mean, you guys are listening. Like, I have to tell them to stick sticky notes on their mirror. So whenever they wake up their teeth in the morning, they stay systematically. Like, it's such a, it's a, it's a game changer for real. Um, and I know, like, the, it's been around forever, but it's just, just becoming, like, a thing mm-hmm. within the, like, the last, last year. And I don't know if it had something to do with COVID and all the mental health stuff that was coming out from people just sitting in their depression, depression, anxiety because of COVID. COVID and everything. Um, I think it had a, a huge thing to do with it. Even for me, myself, like even being back here in Auburn, Alabama, my anxiety goes through the roof because I live by myself. Self, family so far away. It gives me anxiety. So it almost like brings you back down to earth whenever you are in those, in those situations and COVID definitely, definitely got to like everyone, like the entire world. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you felt like you were alone in that situation, like just know you were not because the entire planet was in that situation. 
people are still in that situation yeah. this moment because you know COVID is still a thing yeah. going on so I just think it's a good like grounding technique um you know so and for me I'm not really good at meditation I can't I can't keep my mind silent I don't know why I'm trying yeah. but it's I get it I used to be really good at it when I was going through my yoga training and I was really like deep into my yoga practice. Like I was practicing for at least an hour every single day. And that was like the only way I would stay sane. Like I like people that listen to my podcast have heard this before, but like my mom used to text me if she could tell that I was getting like an attitude or like antsy or like just pissed off about something. She'd be like, go do a flow. Like you need to go to the studio, go do yoga. And I would come out of it like a completely different person. Like, and I know for a fact, if I would get back into it, it still have the same effect on me, but literally meditation takes so much practice because I used to be able to sit there. I was actually talking about this um, with someone else the other day. I can't remember who it was. It was one of our athletes actually like on a zoom call. Um, but we were talking about meditating and she had also gotten her registered yoga and um, teacher. I can't remember who I was talking to. I'll, I'll think of it. But I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, who was that? Um, but we're talking about our like yoga um, training. And during my training, we had to do a full 24 hour silent meditation. So, I mean, yeah. whatever I was told that we had to do this, I was like, there's no chance. Like, you know me, like y'all listening to me know me. Like I talk a lot. Like I enjoy speaking. I talk a lot. Even when I'm here in my apartment, I wish some people could like be a, like a fly on my wall. Cause I talk to myself, like walking around my apartment just to like hear myself talk, you know? Um, but we were told we have to do a 24 hour silent meditation at the studio. And there's only like seven or eight of us in the group that were training at a time. Um, and for you guys that don't know, I got my 200 hour yoga, yoga training. So this was towards the end of the 200 hours. So we were like pretty deep into our practice at this point. And we literally had to stay silent at the studio and just sit in our silence and with our thoughts. And when I tell you, like, it was the most life-changing thing ever. Like I thought about so many, like, like my life's purpose and like everything just like came and went. But with you saying that you can't like just sit there and be quiet and stuff, like it's almost more beneficial to sit there and let those thoughts come in, think about the thoughts and then just like, let it go. You know what I mean? Rather than trying to clear your mind. Um, so that's just like my meditation tip. It should be like, accept the thoughts, think about it because obviously your brain's wanting to think about it and then let it go. And then if there comes another one, accept it, think about it, let it go. Um, cause I used to try so much. Like I remember I would sit there and I would picture a beach cause I, I always thought like, Think about your happy, happy place. And I know there was an artist in my, um, in my group that we were training with and he would always picture like colors and stuff. We talked about it all the time, but like, I would picture myself just sitting on a beach, like in Hawaii, like it's one of my favorite places in the world, just sitting on a beach in Hawaii, watching the waves. And like, all of a sudden, like a random thought would come in and like ruin my picture. And I would be like, crap. Okay. Now I have to think about you and get you out of my head because I want my beach back. Right. Um, so that's just kind of a way that I like process the meditation thing i've gotten so out of it recently so whenever i do meditate now i do use a guided meditation because i find that it helps so much um like i don't know do you use guided meditations at all no but i've like heard to try and like my grandma she's like just start one minute and then work your way up to like minutes, three minutes yeah for sure that's literally what i do it's like um sometimes like 
if I'm in a rush, then I'm like, then I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I literally think, think to myself, Alexis, you have, have three minutes. Like you could sit down for th- three minutes. And so many people think that like, oh, it's only three minutes. It's not going to do it. Even, even what would make the difference, right? Right. It doesn't like, it's just, just the purpose or the, the way of sitting down, actually just like being still in your thoughts, your thoughts by yourself, just for that, for that short time, it's going to change, change the way you go about, about the whole your day, which is like kind of cool to think about. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I need to get better at too. But that's my rant on meditation. Get <laughs> <laughs> around. Um, okay. Yeah, I definitely need to try that then. Like, do you just put it on YouTube or? Do what? Do like, can I just type guided meditation? Yeah. So I actually use um the app. Oh gosh, what's it called? Uh, uh, a timer. So I, I use that because I'm also one of those, those people that can't go to sleep unless I have like tranquil music playing. Um, so it has that option too. So yeah, that I it's free. It has um, guided yoga and stuff on there too, I'm pretty sure. So it's really, really cool. Yeah, Insight Timer. For anyone listening uh, that wants to try it too, Insight Timer is definitely my favorite one. I've tried a few of them and that one's definitely the best one and it's free. So why not? <laughs> is that the one with the yellow background that I see people post that has like the meditation streak or whatever on it? So it has like a streak that you can keep, but it's it's a white box with like a brown bowl in the, like the icon. That's what it looks like. I'm gonna have to look that up after this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I definitely like definitely try it out. Um, but yeah, going back into your journey. Um, so affirmations and stuff, game changer, right? So um, how, so going in past, like you start the affirmations and stuff, like what, what kept you going throughout the entire transformation? Cause you said you lost 10 pounds and then you were kind of there and then you lost another one and it was like baby steps. Right. So it wasn't just like all coming off right. all once. So how did you keep yourself like, okay, Serena, like, Serena. it's going to happen. It's going to take time. Like so many people want things to happen overnight. Um, how did you stay patient with it? I guess like, I think everyone listening could really benefit from hearing, <laughs> hearing some. Yeah. Of that. Um, it's a great question. So because I have to remind my clients all the time, like, it's going to be, you know, patience and consistency that's going to take you through it. You know, I, w- I wish I could snap my fingers for everybody and give them their dream bodies. Girl, same. Uh, and it's, it's so sad, like, seeing people struggle. And I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I could help you more. But, you know, we just got to wait. Um, I think for me, I took a lot of pictures. Yeah. Um which was crazy for me because, I mean, it's, it, when I tell you this, it's going to be crazy because you, you know, you know me now, so you know that I'm very, like, confident and outgoing and things like yeah. that, but I'm, um, and before that, I wasn't really, I wasn't really all there, like, I went from having extreme confidence to it all being taken away, and then now I'm back again, yeah. um, so I literally, there was a whole period of time when I was with um, my ex that I, I didn't have any social media. I deleted my, I had an Instagram account with like almost 10 K followers and I deleted it. Um, because that was so self-conscious and I didn't, I didn't take like any pictures um, of myself because I just wasn't comfortable in my own skin. Right. Um, and so once I started seeing the changes, um, I think my little brother helped me a lot too. I'm not gonna lie, because um, I was kind of forcing him to go through the workouts with me at home. <laughs> hey, having that support system. 
exactly um and then i met this girl down here and she was really like big into fitness and things like that too and i think she had helped me keep me accountable as well because we would go to the gym together every day um so i would say yeah the support system and definitely the pictures of myself um just like you know progress pictures that i can compare yeah for myself I, I so, like pictures are everything for me. Um, I take, oh, I actually haven't taken pictures in a while, but when I was like trying, like actively trying to lose weight and stuff, I was always taking pictures. Um, cause I would always get in my head about the scale. Cause like I knew I was trying to build muscle, but I wanted to lose fat. Cause I was wanting to get that really defined look. And I always would get myself so caught up in the scale and I would, be making progress and then I would notice that the scale's not moving so I would cut my calories back and I would lose my muscle and they'll go backwards right right and it, that's not what I was wanting to do so by taking the pictures for me it was almost like okay the scale's not moving but like like look abs like you know like it doesn't really right matter. you have to get your mindset switch from focusing on the number because muscle weighs so much fat y'all like, like a five pound muscle be I wish you guys could see my hand um a five pound muscle <laughs> would be like so dense compared to fire to five fat, which is like very fluff, fluffy large, right? So it, this is still, like even my clients all the time, like on the app that I use, they have the capability of taking pictures and stuff. And, stuff. and they'll sometimes come to me, I'm up two pounds and I'm like, yeah, but look at that picture from a month ago. Like, don't worry about the scale. I'm like, you don't need to log your weight. I don't need to see that. I don't really, really care what the number says. I know how your brain and your mind mindful and I want to know if you're comfortable in your own skin. Um, and that's like the main, the main push. Um, so I, so I think that like, that's a great, great advice. That's such a better, better way of measuring success than the scale. Mm -hmm. And, um, for my clients, um, I make them do the progress pictures every week mm -hmm. and then have them do the scale and I have them do like their measurements with the sewing tape. Yeah. Um, once that's it. I'm like, don't you dare like hop on the scale. Don't measure yourself. Yeah. Nothing. It's the scale is so irrelevant at this point. It's so irrelevant. Yeah. And you know, as women, we, when we're on our time of the month, Oh God. Yeah. You know, a couple extra pounds or bloating or, you know, water okay. weight, whatever that may be. We change so much. So, y'all. I even catch myself. Like I'm not perfect either. Like I'll hop on the scale every once in a while just to like see. And after I do it, I'm like, why did I do that? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, and, and honestly, if, and if it is my time of the month and I hop on the scale and I'm up like say five pounds, which happens, right? I, mm -hmm. I, st I, like I, since I have that eating disorder background, my brain almost automatically snaps back into it. And then I have to snap myself out of it. So it's like, why did I even do that to myself? So it's like, I, everyone was sitting, like I did a post the other day and it was like, we were clients before we were coaches. Like I just because I'm a coach and I do all of this stuff and I really try to inspire and motivate everyone doesn't mean we're perfect. Um, so Eve, that's why I'm saying like, I still even hop on the scale and it's like, why the heck did I do that? Like, that was so stupid. Like, why is it even still in my bathroom? Like, you know, cause I'm like, right. I'm happy and I feel confident in what I look like in my skin. Like, why did I feel the need to do that? You know? Um, so no one's perfect, but the scale also part of my language is a piece of shit. Um, you don't need it. <laughs> you really don't need it <laughs> at all. Um, as long as you're feeling energized, you feel confident in your own skin and your mental, mental health is, is on point. Like there's nothing that a number cannot define you in any way. You just, okay. <laughs> I saw you gave me the best yeah, for some content. To post later. <laughs> yes. Write it down. <laughs> I'm going to start 
start a throwaway to scale movement. Yes. Hey, maybe it's still sitting in my bathroom, y'all. Like I, I, I've been out of my, um, disordered eating for only around like two years now. And like I, the scale still sits there and I still, I, I still have it in my, in my bathroom. Why? Because I still struggle with my inner demons too. And like the thought of getting rid of the scale almost scares me a little bit. So I understand where you guys are coming from. Like I get it. Um, and so many people put us and like people that do the same thing that we do with like our clients and stuff on a pedestal thinking we're perfect. And it's like, we're not. And I want to make sure you guys know that I'm super transparent on all of my platforms. And I really want you guys to know that like, we don't have it all in line. We have bad days too. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad you brought up the whole picture thing because that's a huge, 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 and way better measurement of success. Um, even if it's not even taking pictures, even if it's like trying on a pair of jeans or um, if you aren't trying to lose weight, it's like, hey, did you get a new like PR today? Like, hello. Um, it doesn't have to be what your body looks like. It can be like what you actually are able to do too. Um, it all just depends on the person and what your goals are, right? Everyone's different. Yeah, and it could even be like, you know, something else too for me, I think that helped. Um, I set a goal. I've never been able to run a mile um, in a good time. Like, you know, in high school, I would walk it or whatever. God, um, so I have to do in PE, right? It's the worst. I think that I, I hate hated running for so long. I hated it. <laughs> the but, last one, trot, trot. And you have that like chip on your, your shoulder. You're like, yeah, I don't really care anyways. You know, like it's right. just. I just okay. And then I would just like lollygag around or I would make an excuse of why I couldn't play volleyball. <laughs> just, <laughs> yep. Oh, and now yeah. I'm like, okay, like I love activity now. Like where did that come from? <laughs> I know. I used to dread it. And I talked about this before. And, okay. Yeah. So. I like read this study and then I started thinking about it and think about why like people dread exercising and stuff. And it's because of what we were exposed to as a child. Like you're having to run the mile. If you talked in class during PE or something, you had to run laps. If you played a sport and you messed up suicides, like, you know, like it's all, it all came across as punishment. And so when we get older, we associate it with punishment and we're like, why the heck would we want to make ourselves do that? Like that sounds terrible. Right. Um, so it comes to like the whole tricking your mind and getting back onto the like whole, this is like what I enjoy side of things versus like, I'm doing this because I'm punishing myself. Right. Um, so I definitely like the whole school system and stuff really just drives me crazy with that, <laughs> with that kind of stuff. Um, like I had to do, um, one of my classes, not last semester, the semester before that I had to do, um, like volunteering at wellness fairs at, um, high schools. And it was like a part of like another graduate student's research. Um, so I was like helping and doing all that stuff, but I didn't really realize what I was getting into. And we yeah. literally had stations set up around the gym. And I don't know if your high school or anyone else's high school ever did this, but mine never did this. And I think if I, they would have done this, I would have like had a panic attack and like gone home. We were weighing kids, doing body fat measurements and measuring like their fitness ability based off of like the stupidest stuff and like doing hip to waist circumference. And I was just like, we are putting these kids on the spot in front of all of their peers. Like that is traumatizing. Like if I had to step on a scale in front of my like entire high school, like class, I would have huh. over and died. Like there's no way my anxiety would have taken over. I would have gone home. I would have like 
faked sick or something. Like, so the school system and everything that has to go on with all that really kind of drive me nuts a little, just a little bit. <laughs> because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's literally what starts the fear of being healthy and exercising and doing what's right for your body because they make it seem like such a punishment and then they put you on blast when you're not perfect. And it's like, no one's perfect. Like, what do you expect from us? But, uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone listening has, can, has ever been through that. If so, I'm so sorry. Like, you should never have to go through that in a public school or a private school, wherever you're going to school. Like, you should never have to do that. Like, that's just traumatizing. Right. And yeah. then to top, top that off, um, you I don't know if you remember those, like, assessments that we had to do where, like, you sat on that little thing with the little stretch thing and you kind of pushed your hands forward to see, like, how long you could stretch and then, yeah. like, girls like how long you could hold your chin up or whatever and then like how yep. many push-ups you could do and for me I could never do a push-up in my in my life I'm yep. working towards that right but like I would literally get made fun of because I couldn't do a push-up and I'm like what is wrong with that yeah. no exactly and it's like people like it like kids especially when you're in like middle school and high school and stuff they laugh and joke like oh oh, like Lex can do a push-up or something like I get it's like a joke but then again it's like it's kind of sticks with you with you like it's it's very traumatizing in a way that like people don't realize people who don't have those like um body issues or struggle struggle with food or their their relationship with their body body and like that they don't, don't get it. so therefore they're just throwing it out there and like you can't blame them for not understanding it and again it's like we can edu- educate we can prevent things things like mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i definitely agree with you on the whole public school system thing like yeah tiny- we're going down a ton of rabbits with these conversations but they're they're they need to be heard so um exactly yeah exactly <laughs> so Kind of going in, in our topic for today would be healthy eating on, on a budget. I kind of want to tie it into your whole transformation um, and how you how you did start eating healthier and change your diet and stuff without breaking the bank, right? Um, and for everyone listening, I do have a course on this um, in my website. I'll link, I'll link in the description of this episode because it's really full, but we're going to touch on some of the things that are actually in the course today. Um, but yeah, so, so what was like the first thing that you did when you were kind of like, okay, I got to start switching my diet. Um, did you have that mindset of like, oh, eating healthier is more expensive? Cause I know that's such a thing for people. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I did. Um, at first, um, cause you know, you see things like, uh, hey, here's this cookie for $2 or, you know, here's this bologna sandwich yeah. for $2, and then you got, like, a nice chicken Caesar salad for eight, $10. Right. Well, of course, sandwich if I'm low on money. Um, and just the quality of some food. So I don't know if, there, if you have any listeners from up north, mm-hmm. um, but we have a place called Wegmans. They're slowly making it's way down here. It's it's in Rome. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited. My, when my dad when my dad works in DC, like that's where his office permanently is. We had a um apartment up there for a while, and oh, we fell in love. I love it. Wegmans yeah. is awesome. I did. Yeah. Um. So yeah, their their food um was priced a little bit higher because of the quality of where it was sourced from and things like that. Um. 
as opposed to Walmart, like, you know, your local Walmart. So, the, you know, if you're my, I, I have, I never had the control over grocery shopping until I moved out, but you know, my parents were kids, um, you know, they were young, so they didn't really get to go to Wegmans. You know, we had to go to Walmart and they would buy us like Lunchables or whatever else. And so that was kind of what I was conditioned to believe that, you know, we can't afford Wegmans or we can't afford to eat healthy because, you know, we have so many people in the family and things like that. Um, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I think at the point where it started for me um, was just kind of being able to open up my mind to see what was out there. Um, and I'm not going to lie at first, when I first started um, eating and my calorie deficit, I didn't really pay too much attention to, you know, proteins or fats or carbs or sugars or anything like that. I kind of just right. solely focused on calories. Um, so I've never been a fast food eater. So I didn't have a problem with like cutting out fast food or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's a good start for people to just kind of look at the calories and, you know, kind of work your way yeah. from there. I totally get that. And like when I, so when I was younger, my, we ate at home a lot, like every single day throughout the week, like my mom would cook and then we would eat out maybe like once on the weekend. That was just kind of what we did. I mean, you save money on groceries versus eating out every night and stuff. Right. Um, and so, I mean, now I meal prep too. And like whenever I actually prep and plan my meals throughout the week, that helps me save money in the long run. Cause you're not just kind of wandering in the, to the store grabbing, thinking, Oh, maybe I'll use this in something. Maybe I'll get that. So having a list going in and like knowing exactly what you're going to cook throughout the week. Oh, it's a game changer. Um, I went, I like cut my grocery bill in half whenever I started actually planning out my meals because I went in with a plan and, and I go, okay, I don't, don't need that sauce because I'm going to use this sauce. I don't need that veggie because I'm going to use this veggie rather than just kind of like aimlessly gra grab and being like, oh, okay, maybe I'll use it. And then half of it, of it goes down, right? Because I mean, it's only me. I only eat so much. Um, but some of the, like, I guess I'll go over like the top three, three things that I do whenever I go onto a grocery store and you can like jump, jump in and if you do any of these as well. Um, but for me personally, I shop at Publix. Like that's my go-to to play um, here in Auburn. Like, like it's grocery for, for, but this in any grocery store. So, so it doesn't matter where you're going. Um, first thing actually outside of the grocery store is if you have a local farmer, farmers, market, utilize it. it. Um, it's, it's going to be way cheaper. Um, it's going to be better for you. Well, I don't want to say better for you, but like, like organic, it's going to be from the, from the low soil. So therefore you're immune to, um, benefit and obviously you're just going to support your local farmers. So like go to the local farmer's market if you can, um, inside the actual grocery, when you get in the, in the actual grocery store, stay on the perimeter. So that's like my big thing is I don't go up and down the aisles if I don't have to, because those are your staple things that you most of the time, like your rice and your oats and like your staples that you kind of just keep on hand. If you need to replenish them, obviously go. But my big tip is stay on the outside because you have your produce and then you'll run into your meat and then you'll normally run into like your dairies and stuff. Right. Um, but so staying on the perimeter, if you can, if you have to go up and down the aisles, my next tip is to look high and low. So everywhere, I don't care what store you're in, this even counts for like clothing stores, I guess, too. Like 
marketers and like everyone puts things at eye level. So mm. all of the things that are priced the highest and that are mo- that are seen as like organic or like the best stuff is put right at eye level for like the average adult. Um, I'd say I'm pretty average height. So like everything's pretty much eye level for me. So I see all this like name brand stuff that's really like you know of and like you see people use and you just think, oh, that's healthier because it's name brand and it's this brand, right? Um, the same goes for like, if you have kids, um, I know I have some older listeners on here. So if you have kids, um, that's why all the candies low to the ground because the kids see, <laughs> right. I mean, it makes sense. Like they see it and they're like, mom, can I have this? And you're like, what the heck? How did you get that? It's cause it's eye level for them. So my big tip on it, if you're in the aisles is look high and low. So like if you look all the way up at the top shelf or all the way down at the bottom shelf, normally it's going to be the name brand for wh- whatever store you're in get it. Do not like, I see people avoiding name brands or the generic brand, like the Publix brand or the Food Lion brand or something along those lines. And it's like, it literally is the exact same thing as the one on the shelf above it. It's just packaging and marketing. Like that's it. Um, so buy the name brand stuff. I literally always buy like the Publix brand, the Greenwise um, Publix brand. Um, it's my go-to. I think the only thing I don't buy that you guys see on a continuous basis that I, that I get is like Banza pasta and then Bob's red milk oats. Like those are the only things that I like stick to those brands just because I'm, I, I love them and I've worked with them before. So therefore like I'm loyal to them, but everything else is green wise, my yogurt, my cheese, um, almond milk, like green wise. I, I literally go for all of the public stuff. And then I look high and low for things like that too. So even if I can't find one that's exactly like a generic brand or something, I'll still look high and low. I don't ever go for the stuff like right at eye level because that's going to be your most expensive stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last tip as far as veggies, cause I know this can be something where everyone's like, Oh, the fruits and vegetables are so expensive. Um, especially if you buy organic and if you're just depending on when you're buying them again, go to your local farmer's market if you can, cause that's going to be your best bet. Um, but buy seasonal. So, I mean, raspberries are going to be more expensive at some times. Strawberries can be more like it's gonna, it's going to vary. Right. So buy seasonal and based on seasons. Um, also buy canned and buy frozen. Like there's nothing wrong with that. There is such a misconception on canned and frozen veggies when in reality, they are just as nutritious as the whole food, not frozen or canned sitting over in the produce, produce area. Right. Um, my only thing with canned stuff, uh, is to make sure you're buying, um, either like low sodium or rinsing it before you actually cook it or eat it to help with the low sodium. Um, that's normally going to come along with beans and veggies and things like that. Um, your fruit normally pretty good with that, but if you're using canned and frozen, frozen are canned and frozen at the exact peak ripeness point. So therefore when you use those one, they're not going to go bad canned and frozen. You can, you can do them whenever you want. Two, they're most likely going to be more nutritious whenever you do go to use them and cook them or unfreeze them than the whole food veggie that you got in the produce sex section, because as it was canned and frozen its peak ripeness when the one that you got in the produce section is probably already past that and on its way out the door right um so those are kind of like like my main things that I, I try to keep in the back of my brain whenever I'm going grocery shopping obviously like when I'm in there if I see something something I'll grab that I, I want but it's trying to keep my my bank from breaking in the grocery store because 
Y'all seen my account. I do, I do rest all the time. I cook, cook all the time. I could, could really break my wallet if I really wanted to. But in order to keep myself in check, those are like the main things that I really go on. If you implement any of those or if you use any of that in your, in your, in your journey, um, if you want to touch on any of that. <laughs> um, actually, I like, I like that you stand on the perimeter of the store. That's a good little tip. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> then if you don't see it, you, you don't grab it. Exactly. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> I'd say big one, don't go to the store hungry because oh, yeah. you're just buying more stuff that you I, don't need. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. Like I didn't, duh. Um, cause for me, like I've honestly done this before where I will like grab uh, like a, like a, a box of like berries, like blueberries or something. And I'll just like snack on them. And then I'll get to the cash register and I'm like, I need to pay for these, but it's like an empty carton of berries. And it's like, I just ate a whole nother carton of berries that like, I don't, I didn't need to get that but like so definitely agree with that don't ever go to the grocery store on a like really hungry stomach too because then you're like your blood sugar levels are low and it's not okay I really want to dive into this too is (laughs) whenever you go in and you're like I just have no self-control I have to get the chips I have to get the cookies I have to get the Reese cups whatever it is it's not that you have no self-control it's the fact that you have low blood sugar and your body is telling you, you need a high caloric food to get that blood sugar normalized again. And that's why you're going for the sweets and the salty and the chips and the candy and everything like that. Um, so yeah, I definitely love that tip because going in there with a satisfied body and a satisfied blood sugar level, you're not going to have those cravings to grab those random things that you would never normally buy. Right. Right. I know. I think if you are going to buy the snacks or whatever, um, try to find like a healthier alternative to the snacks, um, which is something I'm kind of working on. I've been doing like a little Saray snacks series on my Instagram (laughs) stories, reviewing like healthier snacks that I find um, for people to munch on, whether that's like chips or chocolate or anything like that. Um, but also trying to keep in mind that of the price of those snacks too. Like, I don't want to go buy something for like $15 as a snack and then review it when realistically, like who else is really going to spend $15 on a snack? (laughs) You don't even want to spend $15 on the snack. You just (laughs) did. Yeah. No, I totally hear you. And honestly, um, as far as like chips and stuff, y'all make your own, like, Make, make your own. I mean, it's, it's not as hard. You can find easy, healthy recipes, um, on like Pinterest and stuff, but like make your own, buy your own potatoes. You can get like a whole bag of potatoes and you could do so much with it and it'll last you for so long versus sitting down, buying that bag of chips and finishing the bag of chips in one sitting. Right. Um, so yeah, learn to make your own and like healthy recipes and stuff. And if you guys check out my healthy eating, um, on a healthy eating on a budget course, it has like recipes and stuff in there as well. Um, but what were some of your go-to, uh, I guess, meals during, uh, your, your weight loss and your journey, um, that didn't really break the bank, you know? (laughs) Um, okay. My go-to breakfast is my favorite one. Uh, I don't eat meat, but it was the Dave's killer bread, like muffins or toast and then I would just get like a brand cream cheese so you know, 89 cents a block or if I was at Aldi 
30 cents a block. Quality is like, like said, I love them. They're amazing. <laughs> Definitely Aldi for like your staple goods, like oatmeal and sometimes pasta, but they don't really have like the protein that I like, so I don't get there. Um, but almond milk, super water, frozen veggies. Yeah. And then produce with lion. Um, so bread, cream cheese, and I would top it with kimchi. Ooh, um, ooh. And if I, I was feeling spicy, yeah, maybe yeah. add an or an egg, but it was just normally those three things. Yeah. Um, so you're definitely a savory person for br brunch then. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm switching to oatmeal though, but yeah, you know me, I love my. It was easy. It was quick, and it was less than calories. So yeah. That was my that was my go to um, breakfast, and then I can't really remember. It was a long time ago. It was like almost a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah. So um, I know for me, my oats. Like I just said, like y'all know, I'm into oats. Oats are so cheap um, to just like buy a huge thing of, and then you could literally make like oats and almond milk, and then peanut butter with like frozen berries, even. Like, so cheap. Like, it's literally so easy. You can prep it, have it ready to go in the morning. It's quick. It's simple. It's cheap. There's no, you can't fail with oats, honestly. You just can't. Um, my favorite dinners. So, everyone also, whenever I first went vegetarian, um, now I kind of consider myself pescatarian, but when I first switched over, everyone was like, you're going to spend so much money on tofu, tempeh, like all this fake meat type stuff, which I do use because I do enjoy it. But rice and beans, y'all, rice and beans are so underrated. Rice and beans with some veggies, like you can buy rice and beans for like 99 cents. Like it's so cheap, especially if you get the like dried beans, like the big bag of dried beans and soak them and then make them so freaking free cheap. And you get a whole grains, obviously whole grains, fiber, protein, a good source of carbs. Like there's literally, you can't lose with, with, um, veggies beans and rice you just can't <laughs> yeah that's true and and if you're gonna eat that a lot as a staple i definitely would say buy it in bulk yes because you get more bang for your buck so <laughs> costco is another good one for that so mm -hmm. exactly definitely like for rice oats yeah beans you know stuff like that that's where i get i got an eight pound bag of jasmine rice for eight dollars at Sam's Club. Oh, oh yes, yeah, Sam's is a good one too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely check cool. that out because that'll last you forever and like you'll get so many meals out of that. Exactly, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you won't have to buy rice until like just like November. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, those are pretty much my top tips. I love that you added not going to the grocery store hungry. Um, Anything else you want to add on to with your story, with your journey, eating healthy on a budget, anything that we've talked about? Um, I am going to also second what you said about having a list. Yeah. Um, definitely, you know, use Pinterest. I use Pinterest like crazy. Oh <laughs> um, Pinterest. Or a food blog that I like to follow or whatever, I'll check them out. But um, I try to make most of my meals with like 
less than five or six ingredients. Um, oh, another good tip, shop your own cupboards before you shop at the store. <laughs> because then you kind of have an idea of what you have. You're like, yeah. okay, I got a lot of this, and I only need to get two things at the store instead of, you know, seven things. That's so great. Yeah, and not even just, like, just shopping it before you go to the store. Look at your cupboards before you even plan your meals for the week and go off of the stuff you already have so you, like, have to get less when you go to the store, right? Oh, I love that. That's a great tip. Yeah. I even need to start doing that sometimes, but I forget. Like, I'll be, like, going through and I'm like, oh, I did have that. It's like, dang it. I got, I got more. Right. <laughs> yeah, you bought it. <laughs> right. Um, but other than that, no, I don't. You wanted to add stuff? I don't know. So, uh, uh, why don't I don't do just, just very short, like, give like one thing that you would tell everyone listening, if they're starting their weight loss journey and they really want to start to transform their life, their life, that's like your main, main end that you would give them. Okay. Um, my main piece of advice I would say is believing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously no, knowing your calories that you need to eat. Like if you want to lose weight, um, and two, don't get hard on yourself if you mess up or, you know, let's just say you're on a weekend trip with your want to eat ice cream and pizza or whatever. Um, there's something called like the all or nothing mindset that people kind of do with the whole, you know, I have to do it 100% of the time to see the results. Yeah. When really, you know, you only have consistent 75% of the time to see the results that you want to see. Right. Um, Don't beat yourself up about it. Exactly. Like it's life. Eat the, eat the cookie. Like, it's, really. it's I tell, I tell my, my clients all the time. I'm like, whenever I'm first like going over meal plans and things like that, I'm like this meal plan, you could have marks and taco on tacos on a Tuesday. If you want it, like, you don't restrict yourself from anything. If you want it, we can make it work. Um, and we can definitely fit it into this plan. And everyone's like, how does that even make sense? And it's like, well, just wait and see the magic will happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't, don't beat yourself up, um, at all. Like literally you are not going to gain back all the weight that you have lost in one night. It is physically impossible. It will not happen no matter what the scale says, water weight, sodium retention, like it does not matter. You are not going to gain back. If you've lost 10 pounds over the past month and you go out one night and you just like don't really care. You have, um, appetizer, entree, dessert, and drinks. And then you go out afterwards, something too, and you feel shitty the next day. It's like, I promise you, you did not gain back 10 pounds of fat. I don't care what the scale says. It's not fat. And you did not ruin all of your progress. Um, so yeah, I think that's great advice. Don't be hard on yourself because like I said, at the very beginning of this conversation, no one's perfect and no one expects you to be perfect. Honestly, like if someone's expecting you to be perfect, like bye, tell them to leave, get out of your life because like, they're not worth it. And it's just, no, that's toxic, toxic human beings. We're getting rid of the toxicity this year. Right. Um, so you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Serena's not perfect. No one's perfect. Um, and that's honestly like the beauty of how everyone's being different and stuff. But yeah, don't be hard on yourself. And if you want the pizza, if you want the ice cream, like y'all know me, I have ice cream for dinner sometimes. Like 
have the dang ice cream and pizza. Like who cares? It's, it's more, it's better for your mental health almost to just like go out and have fun and enjoy yourself versus just like sitting and being on track with your diet quote air quotes, right. Being on track. Um, so yeah, I think that's great advice and just, just like not give up and try and try to work on um like changing your mindset from a restrictive perspective you know don't don't view foods as inherently good or inherently bad you know just some foods are more nutritious and other foods are just less nutritious it's exactly like if i labeled like i go back to my ice cream example because i do have a trend of having ice cream for dinner sometimes (laughs) a lot actually um, for any of you interested, Brewster's Blast with double Reese's, that's my favorite. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. But, like, if I want ice cream for dinner, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm, I I was bad last night the next morning. Because, like, that ice cream, one, tasted amazing, and two, made me happy as heck. So how in the world is that a bad food? Because it made me happy. So, like, who cares? Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely getting rid of the labeling and stuff. I 100% agree with that. And just, you know, like I said, believing in yourself and, and staying patient is yeah. pretty much the thing. <laughs> baby steps, y'all. I say it every week. Baby steps. We're climbing mountains, not jumping from peaks to peak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sponsor break. And as you guys could have guessed, my new activewear line, Surgeon Activewear, is the sponsor for the podcast this season. Of course, right? I could not bypass this opportunity to let my own activewear sponsor my own podcast. So if you guys aren't aware yet, we are a new activewear company called Surgeon. Follow us on Instagram at SurgeonWear, or you can find us online at www.surgeon.com. We are a brand new activewear line. And when I say our products are the best, you guys know I've worn activewear so much, so many different brands. And I, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I am obsessed with our stuff. It is buttery, silky, like literally gold. And it's like another layer of skin on top of your body. And we have so many new colors and designs coming out in the new year. Well, this year and years to come, obviously. But the big thing about Surgeon is that we are partners with Rise Against Hunger. So if you haven't heard of Rise Against Hunger, they are a nonprofit organization that feed families in need and people in need all around the world. So in 2019 alone, they affected over 17 million families in 34 different countries. And we have partnered with them so that every product we sell equals a meal going to a family in need. And that's not just an order, you guys. That's every single product within that order. Literally by the click of a button, and you supporting us making an impact on the world. So shop Surgent, www.surgent.com. Obviously, I would love to support you guys and, and I would just love to have all of the Nutrition by Lex community and everyone that listens to this podcast a part of the Surgent fam. So definitely check us out. Awesome. Well, I kind of like to wrap up episodes, as I told you before, with three fun ones at the end, just for, for them to know you a little bit better. And then I'll let you plug yourself so everyone can go follow you. Um, but so, so my question is, what's your favorite form of exercise? My favorite form of exercise? Yeah. So I know, I know you're big into weights and stuff. So uh, that. Like my exercise? Or, I'm, yeah. I'm like totally the weights queen. <laughs> if you, yeah. She's, she's strong. Um, but if, but if, if you were like getting up and up in the morning, you were like, okay, I'm going to do my ideal favorite exercise today. What would you go do? 
legs. legs. Yeah, I'd probably do thrust. My favorite right now. Yeah. I'm say. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were actually talking to Virgil about about this one else too. We we're, were like, why do we like legs so much? A lot of people say legs and shoulders, but for me. Legs like make me feel powerful. powerful. Do you like so much more weight, more weight my legs than I can like my, my upper body? I mean, obviously my legs are stronger. Yeah. Um, I was like, it just makes me feel powerful. And he was like making fun of me about it. But, but I was like, oh, like it does. It makes, makes me feel powerful. <laughs> exactly. And that's what you want. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, great answer. So my next question is what's your favorite food? Favorite food? Sushi. Ooh, I love it. So what kind of sushi? Um, I love Philadelphia rolls. Oh yeah. But, um, I'm very, I'm not like picky. So if I like to get one Philadelphia roll and then one, whatever specialty of the place that yeah. I'm eating, at, very adventurous. So I'll do eel, oyster, whatever, you know, whatever it is, not oyster, um, squid or calamari or whatever, but yeah. So anything that looks good. <laughs> and spicy. I love spicy. Yeah, I'm a huge sushi. Sushi and Mexican, y'all. Those are my two, like, favorite categories of food. Um, like, people make fun of me and my boyfriend because that's literally all we eat. Like, whenever we're trying to decide what we're going to eat, like, his roommate's always like, sushi or Mexican? Like, where y'all going? <laughs> we're just like, you know. But my favorite sushi, it's like, if it has cream cheese in it, I'm down. I don't know why. <laughs> I love cream cheese in it, so I'm totally there for a Philly roll. Um, and then my last question is just what motivates you on a daily basis? Knowing that I am helping and inspiring other people, even when I don't think or feel like I am, yeah. um, you know, people will see me post stuff and half the time I post it just as a reminder to myself, but then like somebody will reply to it and be like, Oh, like this really helped me today. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then I just get really happy. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's amazing. I can totally relate to that. It's just like the best feeling in the world. Whenever you get a message from someone and they're just like, I hope you know how much you've changed my life. And like, this really helped me today. And like, it just like pushes you to keep doing exactly what you're doing. So I can totally relate to that. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for doing this. This was a really fun conversation. And for everyone listening, we're kind of all over the place, but we stuck on trend with some things. Um, if you want to just plug yourself and tell everyone where to find you and everyone listening, I will also put all of this in the show notes so you can just kind of click and go straight, straight to our accounts. Um, but go ahead, plug yourself and tell everyone where to find you. All right. Um, I am currently on Instagram and TikTok. The username will be the same. So it's at underscore Saray, S-E-R-R-A-Y-Y. Awesome. And you guys follow me on my journey and I can follow you and encourage you on yours too. Yes, of course. Go follow her. She posts really amazing content. Her TikToks are really good and really funny too. So make sure you go follow her on there. I crack up every time I'm scrolling through and watching them. They're so funny. I got a today that I'm posting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be on the lookout for it. Um, but thank you so much for doing this. I had a really great conversation. Um, I hope everyone listening really enjoyed this and got some fun tips and some motivation out of it. Um, and I will talk to you guys again next Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Thank you.